good morning. Welcome to Kings at Home Daily this Monday morning. We're starting a new series today. Been wondering where to go after Christmas and really the Advent series going up to Christmas and so on. And I've decided that we're going to look at a little book tucked away in the Old Testament, the book of Ruth. Now, um, it really is tucked away. You might be trying to find your way there now. Uh, just before, uh, just before Samuel and Kings and so on and so forth. Uh, it's just after the book of Judges, and there's a clue there because it's in the period of the Judges before we get into the time of the Kings, King David and so on. Um, so let's pray, and then I'll explain why we're going to look at this little book for the next uh, next little while. Okay, so let's pray, Lord. Thank you that your your work your word is alive and it, it every part of it Lord it's it's profitable to us as Lord you speak through your word there's things for us to to to, to hear to listen to learn to Lord we, to be encouraged by in your word and so we pray now as we go together into this little book of Ruth that you would speak to us and. Uh, do us good. May we learn from this this story that you've placed there in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Book of Ruth. Um, the, the position in the Bible, as I say, is, is, is a bit of a clue. Ruth, this, this story, this, this, this account happens during the period of the Judges. Okay, so a bit of Old, Old Testament history. Um, the, the, the patriarchs down into Egypt, Joseph and all that, stuck in Egypt, um, and then coming out of Egypt, uh, and uh, Mount Sinai, God's people, um, God's covenant promises to take them into the promised land, and they've arrived, they're, they're kind of in the promised land, but it's all a bit of a bit of a pickle, that, um, uh, there's no king, and Peter the Judges, the, the, the kind of theme words for, are written over the book of Judges. Everyone did what was right in their own, in their own eyes. And um, so it's sort of a spiral of, of trusting God, forgetting about God, things falling apart, uh, repenting, crying out to God. God comes, delivers them. They trust God. It's a cycle. And uh, God forbid that we should live in that kind of cycle of Walking with God a bit and then forgetting about God and wait till life falls apart a bit and then, oh, but no. And so anyway, the period of the judges is a sad period. It's a desperate period um, before the raising up of a godly king, David, who is a prototype of, of, of the Lord Jesus. So the period of judges, around, we're talking about 1100 BC. Think of David about 1000 BC, rough terms. So it's, it's before David. And it's this strange period of ups and downs. And what we're going to read now is a downer. Okay, so here we go. Verse 1 of chapter 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. Traditionally, enemies of God... Um, east of Jordan, I believe, over there. And um, the man's name was Elimelech, and his wife's name was Naomi. The name of his two sons were Mahlon and Kilion. They were uh, Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah, 
and they went to Moab and they lived there. Now, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpha and the other Ruth. And after they had lived there about 10 years, both Maidlon and Kilion also died and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Okay, so let's just look at this. E everything is falling apart. This is a, this real tragedy happening here. Famine in the land. Now, um, this uh, famine, well, you know, the, the, God can use difficult times in our lives for his purposes. And that's really what this book is all about. What we're going to see most profoundly in this book is how... God can be working out his, his uh, universal, glorious, eternal purposes. He can be working those out through the lives of very ordinary people like Ruth and you and me. That's the nature of the kingdom of God. He's the king of all, of all creation. He's working in the lives of of apparently insignificant men and women. In other words, your life matters, just like my life matters. Our lives matter. They, they're woven together into God's gl it's a glorious eternal pleasure. Isn't that amazing? This is what God does because his, the, the, his passion, his heart is for a people, a family, a people who will, who will know him and love him and obey him and worship him and enjoy him. So it's a lovely picture. In the midst of, of, of huge circumstances, God working in the lives of ordinary people. And that's what we're going to see here. And that's why I've, I've chosen to do this, because we can look at our day and we can see, yeah, famine, difficulties, uh, challenges, um, uh, sickness, pain, uncertainty in the nations. And we can say, God, where are you? Well, this is where he is, working in the lives of ordinary people like you and me. That's I find that encouraging, don't you? I find that really, really encouraging. Um, and, and even, you know, we're going to find here the grace of God. We're going to discover the grace of God. God working beyond the boundaries of what, how you might expect him to be working. He's often working on the edges as he uh, brings about his, his kingdom. So, in the days when the judges ruled, headline, ups and downs, not great. People of God were not in a great place, okay? There was a famine in the land. Famine, God can use hard times. In the sovereignty of God, he uses hard times. We can read in Deuteronomy, um, when Moses was sort of coming to the end of his stint, as it were, um, and panning over to Joshua, the, the wonderful song of Moses. Um, he recited these words of the song um, from beginning to end before the whole assembly of Israel. Listen, you heavens, and I will speak. Hear you, earth, and the words of my, the words of my mouth. He, he's calling heaven and earth as sort of witnesses to what he's going to say. Um, Let my teaching fall like rain. I'll proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. He's a rock. His work is perfect. We used to sing a song about this. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name. Oh, I'll think of it tomorrow if I can. His, his ways are perfect and all his ways are just. Okay. But then he, he goes on to say this. Um, 
he, the way he treated his people. In a desert land, he, he found his people uh, in a howling way, sh shielded, protected, and so on. The Lord, he led, um, he nourished with honey from the rock, with oil from the flinty crag, with curds and milk from the herds and flock. But then he says here, Jeshurun grew fat and kicked, filled with food. They became heavy. They abandoned the God who made them, rejected the rock, their rock and saviour. They made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. You deserted the, the rock who fathered you. It says this, the Lord saw this and rejected them. His anger was, he, he, he was angered by them. And it goes on to say something about, um, uh, he heaped calamities on them. I will send wasting famine against them. So what it's saying here is, you know, often it's in the good times. People forget all about God and they drift away. And sometimes, I'm not saying always, sometimes in his kindness, he allows difficult times to come. Why? That his people would turn again, seek him with all their hearts, cry out to him and find him to be faithful and true. Now, as I'm not saying that, that that's always the case, but, but that, that's what's happening here in, in this case here. The judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. and God wanted to use that, I believe. Well, he says, Moses said that. Uh, that's somehow, sometimes how God works, to, to draw his people back to dependence upon him. And as we look at the days we're living in, they're tough, they're challenging, aren't they, for all of us. And one of the things that God, I believe, wants to do in these times is to cause his people, us, to not just to get fat and comfortable and chilled and, 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 and so on, but to be seeking the Lord, crying out to him, leaning on him, relying on him like never before. And I want to leave you with a word as we, as we finish from Romans 5 and verse 3. And it says this, we, can glo we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, I've got a lot of things to say about this. Our time has gone, but I just want to leave you with that word, perseverance. The Lord loves it. We don't, I don't use that word very much lately, but I believe it's a word that's important for us. In challenging days, God is looking for us to, to, to seek him, to hold on, to, to trust him. Lord, even though I can't see how this is going to work out, I'm holding on to you and I'm trusting you. Lord, go with us today. Lord, help us to be those kind of people, those kind of disciples of yours, followers, who in challenging circumstances hold on to you and persevere, believing that you are with us. So go with us today. Whatever challenges we've got, would you go with us and help us, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sorry I've overshot. Don't be late for work or whatever. God bless. Have a great day. Share some more tomorrow. Bye then.